Well, the Reds and the Pirates aren't typically trade partners, but they were this past weekend as the Reds acquired Kevin Newman for Dowry Moretta, which honestly, I'm kind of bummed about losing Moretta, but we'll get to that here in a minute because Ethan's here to tell us why he's bummed about losing Kevin Newman. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> they they fully went into the thing about O'Neill Cruz being the shortstop. I'm cool with that and all, but not just throw it out there and somebody can quote or like, you know, snip this out. If O'Neill Cruz gets hurt, I don't know who plays shortstop now. Leover Piguero is not going to be ready at the beginning of 2023. He's going to probably get manipulated on service time just because that's what the Pirates do. And I don't have faith in G1 Bay or Rodolfo Castro to play that position. I don't have faith in Tuca Peter Marcano to play that position. So realistically, the reason I was so big on keeping Kevin Newman is because I thought that he was the perfect option to be behind O'Neill Cruz as a backup shortstop on a team that as Jeff has said before in past crossovers, is probably going to be better than it is this year. But at the end of the day, I do like this trade in a sense because the Pirates' biggest issue the last two years has been pitching depth. That's what this move does. Moretta is the kind of guy where you guys have already told me that you're bummed about losing him. I've seen Reds fans say it, but he's more going to be, for me, a guy that, okay, we can throw him out there and not have to worry about guys throwing their arms out by August. So hopefully that's what he can bring. And I've seen that people have said, don't look at his stats, look at his stuff. But I'm sure you guys could elaborate more on what Moretta brings to the table. But I don't know if what Moretta brings to the table is exactly what Kevin Newman would have brought to the table in 2023. Well, I think this trade is good for Dowie Moretta just in maybe going to an organization that might value him believe yeah value him support (laughs) believe in him uh for whatever reason the reds just were never really truly fully on board with him and it's it's a little disappointing because you know in 2021 he had an amazing run in triple a took him forever into the season to even give up a run at a sub two era the Reds were desperate for a little bit of pitching help in the bullpen, and they wouldn't give him a look until the very, very end. Um, he had a little bit of success when he came up. Then he got smacked around subsequently. But uh, I think that given a little bit of time and opportunity at the big league level uh, with big league pitching coach and just the repetitions of facing major league hitters, he's going to figure it out. And I think that uh, he's going to be one of those that you know puts up uh, several good seasons and, and Reds country is going to be, man, how did we let him get away? Uh, but I think this says a lot about the fact that the organization just never really truly bought into him. Yeah, it it honestly makes me think, and I know that we, we didn't feel this way about CNL Perez. We were glad to see him go, but he flourished with Baltimore last year. He was probably their best relief pitcher, and I think that Dowry Moretta has the stuff and the talent to be that way for the Pirates. Like his fastball is 98 on average. He absolutely just fires that thing in there. He's got a beautiful slider that if he does control it well, he's got a one-two punch that most hitters are not going to touch. And I think that he is the kind of dude that over a large sample size, if the Pirates give him a run to be a middle relief type dude, coming in the fifth, the sixth, whatever, bail out a starter that's kind of having a rough time of it, then he's going to grow in trust. And he has the ability to become, maybe not necessarily right away, the Pirates closer, but the kind of guy that you could look at as a bullpen 
uh, a, a trustworthy bullpen option for Pittsburgh. And, and I think that that is what he had on the on the plate for the Reds, and the, and the Reds just weren't buying it for whatever reason. Well, and what's great is uh, we won't have to wait very long for the potential Kevin Newman versus Dowry Moretta matchup, <laughs> considering we play opening each other day. on opening day on uh, March 30th. So I could already see it now that one that that trade will be won or lost based off of one matchup between the two in like the seventh inning of opening day <laughs> when they play each other. So I can already see that. Oh, well, this trade sucks. It's like Kevin Newman gets a hit. Oh, we won the trade. He strikes yeah, him out. Yeah. Oh, we won the trade, you know, because Pirates and it's Red fans have fun, to have man. Pirates and Red fans. We have to have our like small victories because we don't get many in the actual win column. Um, but, you know, who knows? We have the uh, draft lottery to look forward to this year as well, which I think is right. very fun. It's going to be interesting so, to see how that. So I want to do one of these, Jeff, and I'm going to get it out of my system and, and we'll just we'll just ask. Ethan, you know, to tell us what can Reds fans expect from Newman? Well, uh, you don't have to have him hurt you anymore because in 55 career games against you, he's hitting 274. So that's a good thing. Um, But realistically, the one major negative for the Pirates making this trade, I think, is the shift ban. And I don't think people understand how important it is going to be that players cannot set up in a certain way in the field anymore. Kevin Newman is a phenomenal defensive shortstop. He doesn't have the biggest arm defensively, but he's going to get it done for you. I mean, the guy was a gold glove finalist in 2021 and arguably should have won the award at the position, but we already know the gold glove apparently doesn't care about defense based off of key. Brian Hayes, literally leading the league in defensive run saved and not winning the award. Anyways, um, as a guy at the plate, though, I mean, the one thing Pirates fans threw at me after this trade when I was upset about it, his OPS this, his OPS that. Like, he's not he's not going to be, like, anything crazy for you offensively, but he's going to get you the important single or the important double here and there, even, like, maybe stretch out a triple for you every once in a while. Just don't be surprised if he lurks around the 240 to 250 range batting average-wise because that's a good year for him. But his defense is going to make up for it more than – you can count in terms of just how important he's going to be with the shift band now. And I honestly think it's going to help to, I think it's going to help Jonathan India leaps and bounds having him there as a shortstop. And that's huge because I feel like the Reds defense, even with Jose Barrero was inconsistent at best at shortstop. I mean, Kyle Farmer would make some plays and then he would not make some plays. And I I think that what you're telling me is exactly what I want to see. I want to see that safety net there defensively at shortstop with however the Reds approach that position this year, because I think a lot of people were thinking, okay, they're just going to pencil Kyle Farmer back in because Jose Barrero had a rough end to last season. But now it's looking a lot like they're going to give Jose Barrero a little bit more of a run until Ellie De La Cruz is ready. And also for me, this move, and it was something that I said on Twitter at the time, if the Reds find it easier to tell Kevin Newman to move out of the way for Ellie De La Cruz, then they were going to find it easier to move Kyle Farmer out of the way for Ellie De La Cruz, then that's fine. That's all I needed to know with this move because the end game is getting Ellie De La Cruz on the field. However you can do that, if you're going to have a guy that is obtuse about it and is going to, you know, maybe cause a problem. I don't, I never saw Kyle Farmer as a guy to cause problems, but if he was going to possibly be that guy and you get him out of here, good. 
then the Reds are actually proactive in something. But at the end of the day, Ellie De La Cruz is the Reds shortstop at the end of this season. And if this move makes that easier, then it's a win for the Reds. And also to give you guys some statistical like comfort in what I'm telling you, in 318 or 16 career games playing the shortstop position, he has a 976 fielding percentage. So that should probably give you something to look forward to. And he can also play a little bit of second base. We saw him do it this year. I mean, he has 108 career stints over there at second, just in case, you know, Jonathan India goes down or if they want to even flirt with the idea of putting India short. I don't know if they would do that. I'm not like the biggest person on knowing defensive stuff, but I mean, he's a 987 guy at shortstop. So I, or at second base. So he can, he can float around a little bit in the infield. Maybe even third base. You never know. It just really depends on what they want to do with them. But defensively, you're getting a, arguably one of the better defensive shortstops in all of baseball, in my opinion, of what I've seen over the last couple of years. Subpar bat, but I, again, I think the defense makes up for it more than you can think. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am, of course, your host, who does the most, Ethan Smith. Hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Monday, November 20th, of course, or 21st, sorry, getting my days mixed up. Happy Thanksgiving week. If you were at home, hopefully this podcast is a fun little thing that you can listen to with the family, listen to some Pittsburgh Pirates baseball in the middle of November, because why not? Might as well, right? Uh, on today's episode. We are going to be talking about the shortstop situation for the Pittsburgh Pirates following the Kevin Newman trade and why it appears that O'Neill Cruz will be headlining the position, but why the position could also get problematic with the way the 40-man roster is currently constructed. And Jeff Carr and Stephen Offenbaker of Locked on Reds join us in the second segment to talk about the Kevin Newman trade for Dari Morata and why the trade could be very good for both teams moving forward and why it suits both teams very well to make the trade initially. And in the final episode, which is going to be a new segment moving or final segment, sorry, which is going to be a new segment for quite some time here in the offseason is today in baseball, where we just take a look at everything going on in the world of the major leagues. With that said, guys, my name is Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. You can find this podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. And let's get into today's episode, everybody. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty, everybody, and welcome back to that Locked On Pirates podcast. Again, I am, of course, your host, who does the most, Ethan Smith? Again, I hope you guys are having a phenomenal Monday. Happy holidays to all of you. I hope everybody is uh, getting to see their family this week and enjoying some very good quality time. And speaking of quality time, it appears that O'Neill Cruz will be getting a lot of quality time at the shortstop position as over this past weekend, of course, as mentioned before and will be talked about here in the second segment, Kevin Newman was indeed traded to the Cincinnati Reds after they departed with Kyle Farmer. So kind of, to me, very similar players that are there in Cincinnati. Uh, but the Pirates, of course, 
do pick up Dowry Moretta, 26-year-old right-handed pitcher who in 2021 in AAA had a very, very, very good uh, streak going for him, and the Reds would not uh, bring him up even though they needed the pitching help until the end of the year against the Pittsburgh Pirates, if you uh, would remember. And, of course, Kevin Newman now not being on the roster, something that I've obviously talked about on Twitter, if you follow Locked on Pirates, that has been a conversation point for me all offseason, was that I wanted Kevin Newman to be on this roster in 2023 for a multitude of reasons. Now, again, Kevin Newman was not a guy, he was not ever what he was supposed to be as a first-round pick. Uh, His bat was never really there. He's a consistently good defender as a shortstop, and can play second base, even a little bit of third base. He's had outfield experience in the uh, MLB, for crying out loud. And the Pirates traded him for a relief pitcher. Now, of course, I agreed with the trade because the Pirates' biggest issue the last couple of years has been the depth with the pitching staff. It really has. But when you now look at the shortstop position for the Pittsburgh Pirates moving forward, things get a little problematic. Um, in terms of who is available to play that position. Of course, it's going to be headlined by O'Neill Cruz. We know that. Ben Charrington has been on record as saying that it's it's O'Neill Cruz's spot. That is his spot for the future. But like we saw with Key Brian Hayes being on and off the injured list this year, Rodolfo Castro was able to slide over there and do fine. They have Jared Triolo, who could probably do it fine. But when you're looking at the 40-man roster now, you really only have O'Neill Cruz, who could play shortstop on the 26-man roster, and then Leover Piguero is really the only other guy on the roster that can play the shortstop position to me confidently. I don't think G1 Bay can do it, and I think he's going to end up making a move to the outfield anyway. I don't think Tucapita Marcano can do it. I don't think Rodolfo Castro can do it. Maybe Jared Triolo comes up and he could potentially be a very solidified defensive shortstop for you. But I I, I don't know. It, it, It really just scares me because obviously as Pirates fans, we usually expect the worst. I don't want the Pirates to be stuck in a situation where they don't have a person to play shortstop if Cruz doesn't work out there which I think he will, by the way. I'm going to say I think he will. I have full confidence in him. But also, it's going to be very interesting going into this 2023 MLB season because we no longer have the shift anymore. That's where I thought Kevin Newman would come in and be a very good, consistent defender at the shortstop position if Cruz was struggling or on the injured list or whatever or needs an off day because that's really where it comes in with me is what happens when Cruz needs an off day? Who are you putting at the shortstop position? You're not moving Key Brian Hayes over. Do you throw Castro over there, especially with no shift? I I don't know. So, again, it's not a dire situation. I mean, most teams right now would probably kill to have a guy with the potential of O'Neill Cruz at the shortstop position. But most teams would also kill to have depth at that position and every position 
in Major League Baseball because injuries happen. Guys get in slumps. What do the Pirates do, though, now, again, if O'Neill Cruz goes down or he's not playing well or he is on an off day? I'm sure that Marcano and G1 Bay and those guys can slide into that position. But this also, I think, opens the door for Leo Piguero to be on this roster much more quickly than we thought because they're going to need him at that position at some point. So it'll be very interesting to see how the Pirates handle it because I don't, again, it's, it's not a situation that's dire. But this is something I definitely wanted to talk about because it's something that I do think warrants talking about. You on the 26-man roster right now, and I would pose this question to the audience, you listening to this uh, episode today or watching this episode, is there anybody else on the roster that you can confidently say can play the shortstop position right now outside of Leover Piguero and maybe Jared Triolo? I don't think so. And you need a very good backup shortstop in the event that something happens. And as it currently sits right now, the Pirates don't have it. So we'll see what happens. I don't think, again, that it's going to come to this because Cruz has seemed to be pretty healthy throughout his entire career. So we'll see. But it's something I think that the Pirates are going to monitor. I think it's something that they should definitely monitor and keep a close eye on. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Of course, BetOnline is the place to do all of your sports bets. Of course, you have the World Cup going on right now. You have football going on right now. Basketball, hockey. Think about any any sport that you could think of right now except baseball is pretty much being played. I mean, Formula One. You have everything going on over at BetOnline right now. And you can get the latest odds and transfer every professional and amateur league out there from betonline.net, which is the number one source for sports betting, info stats, news, and analysis. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action, and BetOnline is where the game starts. Now, we're going to shift over gears to my conversation with Jeff Carr and Stephen Offenbaker of Locked on Reds. So tune in for that. We will be right back. And that was our conversation with Jeff Carr and Stephen Offenbaker about the Kevin Newman and Murata trade. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Pirates listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Of course, in an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row. 
Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs less than $1 per day, less than half the price of what ADT's traditional professionally installed system costs. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, Stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no place like Simply Safe. So, uh, as mentioned, we are going to be doing a new thing on. Um, the podcast, sorry, I kind of had like a brain fart there for a second, called What's Going On in Baseball Today? And, of course, we got the Hall of Fame ballot today for 2023 featuring Bobby Abreu, Bronson Arroyo, Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, Matt Cain, R.A. Dickey, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, J.J. Hardy, Todd Helton, Torrey Hunter, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, John Lackey, Mike Napoli, Johnny Peralta, Andy Pettit, Mandy Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Francisco Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield, Houston Street, Omar Vizquel, Billy Wagner, Jared Weaver, and Jason Worth. Of course, uh, Arroyo, Beltron, Kane, Dickey, Ellsbury, Ethier, Hardy, Lackey, Napoli, Peralta, Rodriguez, not Alex, Francisco Rodriguez, Street, Weaver, and Jason Worth are all on the ballot for the first time this year. So it'll be interesting to see who gets in there from that. Um, also the New York Yankees have requested medicals on Jacob deGrom. So some of the bigger, um, free agent market people out there might be thinking about where Jacob deGrom, Aaron judge, and all these guys are going. Most of that'll probably come here in a couple weeks at winter meetings. I think that's when a lot of that's going to start really picking up. Uh, but the Mariners have also checked in on Trey Turner per Jim Bowden. So that's another big one to always take a look at. And when you continue looking at uh, basically baseball right now, of course, it's the quiet part of the offseason. For the most part, we've seen some things happen with the Pirates, already two different things, two different trades. But we'll have to wait and see for the rest. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates podcast today. Make sure you go check out Lost, Locked On Sports today for all of your news on national sports coverage hosted by Peter Bukowski, who does a phenomenal job. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. You can also find me pretty much anywhere on Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And with that said, guys, have a phenomenal rest of your Monday. We will see you tomorrow with potentially another guest coming on the Locked on Pirates podcast. So, guys, have a phenomenal rest of your day, and thank you so much.